Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Let's Chat About Duh. You're joined by me, Chris, Chris Brember. Um, unfortunately, I'm the only one on the panel today, but anyway, that's okay. That's okay. At times, these things happen. Today's topic, I thought, is a really uh, it's a, it's a broad it's a broad topic, um, and that is about grief um, and healing after. Now, grief has so many different elements to it, um, and for anyone out there that has ever gone through grief, and I'm sure there's many of you now, grief. Grief comes in many different levels. Now, grief can be over the loss of a pet or the loss of a loved one. It could be the loss in a relationship. It could be, you know, you didn't have enough um, dairy milk chocolate in the in the fridge or in the cupboard or wherever you store that. Um, it could be also the loss of a friend, you know. Um, and we've all, I reckon we've all had those instances where we've had that happen to us but have never really got down to the bottom of it and said you know what I'm actually grieving for this person especially when it comes to a friend or something else like that you just tend to go oh well you know that's their loss but unfortunately it's your loss too and you probably take the next three four months to actually get that person out of your mind or to a different level where you can cope with that. And it's the same with what we do with the with the loss of a loved one is it takes time. And I think that's probably one of the big things that we need to take away from grief is it'll take as long as it needs to take, if I hope that makes sense. Because I believe that when you hear of people saying, oh, well, look, you know, it took me a month to get over my nan passing and, you know, life must go on. It's like life must go on. Yes, totally agree with that. But it will depend on how your body is put together. If you're a very emotional person, maybe it'll take longer. If you're such a matter-of-fact person, maybe it will be a lot shorter but it will be very different for each and every one of you uh, out there. For grief and moving forward and the healing, there's different layers to that. There's the, you know, I, I, guess, I guess we call it the aggressive side of grief is where everything's a problem, you know, the toast isn't brown enough or my coffee's not hot enough or god damn it you know the the clouds are out you know it should be sunny like everything else is going to be a problem during that that time the other side of it is 
the the emotional period where the smell, the looking at photos, the playing of music, the food that you may eat will have something connected with your loved one. And but saying all of this, being being um, angry or being sad or whatever that is at the time is all natural. Okay, don't don't ever feel as though that you're different to anyone else because you're not. All right. Um, and speaking from someone that has gone through the loss of two parents and obviously grandparents, um, it hurts. Well and truly. Um, but, you know, be it whatever relationship you have with that person, there's still that, that little element of, you know, that they've raised me or, you know, in whatever capacity. Um, and I, I, I think it's just a human thing. I think, um, you know, uh, the, the belief of nothing's ever going to happen to us doesn't exist, unfortunately. I wish it did. So the healing process comes in multiple forms like we just said before. One of them is the time, the time it takes from when something happens to when we can get to a level within ourselves that is going to be acceptable for you to um, live the best you can under those circumstances. Healing is necessary for things to happen because without that, then we don't function. Now, our body automatically heals when we injure ourselves. You know, you cut yourself on a knife or you go and bang your shin up against a toe ball it's, or you kick, kick the side of the, the couch with your little toe. You know that you want to do all sorts of cursing um, and yelling abuse at, at everything and it, and it hurts. It hurts a lot. But you imagine, you know, going through a process of that hurting all the time and not healing. It wouldn't be the right spot, would it? It wouldn't be like, oh, I don't think I could cope with that. So our body is already built for healing. Now, through my journey, I was lucky because... I went on a bit of a, a self-exploring um, journey, I guess, in how it made me feel. And I was lucky because my mum was quite a loving and caring type person. And the process for me was that I was brought up basically with that same, that same connection to people. So I knew that mum had helped people. I now help people. Um, and so healing being that she was in the medical field, it's, it's the same thing with me with Reiki and that psychic ability too, that you, 
that you're helping people, be it if it's someone that is no longer in the physical form but is in more in that soul, in that soul form. Now, we've always said during our podcast that, you know, people that do pass away, there's, there's a couple of different types and one is they have no idea that they've passed away and that is quite sad when you, when you feel it and see it. And then there's ones that they, they wanted to go. Like there was, there was that element of, um, you know, I'm 80 or I'm 100 or I'm whatever and my life has been full and it's time for me to depart. Now, any of these people could have really high energy. Now, I'm saying high energy in the sense of that I feel it, okay, um, I'm not talking that they're connected to a, a, a 240 volt item, um, but there's energy to them. Then you get the little ones, little ones that have never seen the outside of a womb before. Um, you know, they they still have had a heartbeat. They've still had a life that was internal, and that mum can never can never forget that child or that bub, you know. And that healing has to come from inner. So the healing process is probably one of the most important things that we must do as a human race and that is healing from the inside out. We can't physically help others unless we help ourselves. For us doing this line of work, this social and community-based work that we do and dealing with families going through all these different emotions, like we could have five or six people around a table and every single one of them will be wanting to jump over the counter and and beat us up or they don't want to communicate. Yeah, or it might be, you know, that you've got you got ones that are that that really just don't want to, you know, communicate with us for whatever reason, you know, and it's like they're not connected. They're they're looking out and but that doesn't mean that they're not grieving. The other side too is we've got the level of where people have had an illness or a terminal illness that has gone on for a long time and that family has had the opportunity to grieve while they're still here. When the event happens of their loved one passing, they feel different types of feelings. One, they go, I don't feel sad about it. And that's fine too, you know, because they've had that time, once again there's that word, time, to reflect. But the bonus is they've been able to talk to that person. Now for someone that has suffered dementia or anything or Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or any or even cancer is just horrific, 
We all know that. Um, you're still able to communicate with them on a different level. There's still that same person on the outside, just their mind or body might be playing tricks on them. So the feelings of, oh, I, I actually feel relief. And then we get them where they say, but is that normal? Of course it is. You might not go into the emotional state for another month down the track because now that you're not able to go and visit them or you're not able to communicate with them the way that you you did or whatever, like come, come a special occasion, it's that like, oh, oh, that's right, that, Mum, dad, grandmother, brother, sister, whoever, auntie, uncle, is no longer with us. Or that friend, that special friend that you used to rely on and and be together and feed off each other is no longer there. So that healing, healing is necessary. How do you reckon you would go? And be it if you've already had an experience or experiences, how different was the healing from one to the other? Or how do you deal with stressful situations, emotional situations? How do you deal with them? Is that something that you would sweep under the carpet and go, no, 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 I'm not going down that line? Or would it be one that you go, okay, let's sit down, let's have a drink, let's work out what we're going to do, let's write a list, let's let's just get this thing happening because I don't feel like I want to be like this any longer. But time will get to a point where you know that it's right. You'll go, I'm still battling but I'm surviving and only you can can work that out, you know. Um, you're always going to have someone that has had maybe a, a not so tragic event or something happening in their life and they go, oh, you know, look, just, yeah, just move on, you know. It's okay. Like, it's, yeah. Okay, I get that. But once again, it takes time and it takes internal healing to make that happen. Now, if you're ever in a situation where you really need to talk to someone, then maybe go and see your doctor. Okay, go and see your doctor, discuss how you're feeling. Maybe you're not sleeping well. Maybe you're not eating, drinking you know, they're all normal. They're all normal processes of this. But don't make yourself sick from it. That's probably the biggest lesson out of all of it. You're not good to anyone if you end up in hospital or, you know, end up having a disorder because of you going through that process. Always look after yourself. And if you're not hungry, doesn't matter. Still just have something. Drink plenty of water. Water is truly amazing when it comes to healing your body. 
and keeping your body going. If out of anything you can do on this earth, water would be the number one thing. And for people that don't do that, then you start getting ailments or conditions and you start, you'd end up in hospital. It's not, it's not worth the journey. But reach out. There is actually, you know, we've heard of Beyond Blue and things like that. It's not saying that you're going to go and, you know, do something drastic, but just talk to people. Your doctor is probably your, be- is your best bet, really. Or, you know, go and talk to a grief counsellor. You're not going to be tarnished with this brush like, oh, you can't cope. It's like you can cope. It's just that you need someone else other than your friends and family telling you how it should be. There's certain skills and abilities that these people are trained to do is to make it easier for you. That's all it is. And if you can come out with something that is better than what you originally went in for, then that's a plus. If you don't learn much from it, that's okay too. I found that's why I did my counselling was my other counselling course and the rake years because I wanted to learn about me. I wanted to know that how I'm feeling is the way that I should be feeling. And you can read up on all of that anyway. Like how, like just looking, you know, under Dr. Google, you know, how am I meant to be feeling under grief? Bang. It'll it'll tell you in 15,000 different articles. People that have actually studied this stuff. You know, people have been on electrodes and all sorts of things. How How does the body react? This is how science works. So I hope that all makes sense because, you know, we've all gone through the process before, but we don't probably call it grief. A lot of people call it life experience. Oh, you had a breakdown in a relationship. It didn't work out. Oh, okay. You're upset. That's fine. All right. No worries. But as soon as someone passes away, then no one wants to step up and be there for you. So what's the difference? You're still having to undergo that process. But we look at it so much differently when it's not a death. Put it, put it the other way. It's a death of a relationship. It's a death of not having chocolate in your cupboard. <laughs> I don't know why I'm using um, uh, the chocolate, but um, yeah, you like the chocolate? Yeah. Um, you know, oh, yeah, it always has to be one. But we already go through that process. This is how your mind works, is... If we have a good experience, that sounds a bit weird, but a good experience that is something that has been traumatic or awful, and I say this about death too, this isn't just about relationships or food or friends breaking up or whatever, but there's a purpose to it. 
So if you can have a good experience, you're, you're less likely to sit around and not want to function. But there's a lot of us out there that deal with our issues by ourselves, And then there's times where we physically need to have people around us. One, it's a sounding board. Having that other person there to lean up against and go, blah, 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 blah. You know, and then there's the others where people just can just sit there, say nothing. It might even be just having a coffee, whatever, whatever it is. It's the company. So you don't need to have a bachelor of counseling or a bachelor or a, or a master's or a doctorate in how to deal with people under grief. Wouldn't it be lovely if we all knew that? But we don't. We, we can only help, once I said before, we can only help others the way that we've been shown to help others. Why does it become different when someone passes? And I know you're going to say in your head somewhere, oh, but we haven't had too much experience with death. Okay. But if you could have the same relationship with whatever else has happened in your life and you learn a thing or two, like what we're doing these podcasts for, what you read books for, is knowledge, is the ability to be able to help others when something happens. What tends to happen through my own personal experience and, and research that I've done, as soon as there's a death, you'll get people that really want to be there, will be there, but then after they go or they go, oh, I don't know what to say to her. Well, you don't need to say anything. You just need to be with them. And if they don't want you to be there, don't get offended by it. They actually might be embarrassed. You ever thought of that? Or even have a look at your own experiences. Because that's the only thing that you're going to be able to relate to if you've never had, you know, you've never had my experience because you're not me. And I haven't had anyone else's experiences. I'm only going by personal experience. Or the written text is the only thing that I can go by. And my research over my years has been through families. What do they all have? Similar things. Yes, they do. Does each family member have the same level of grief? No, <laughs> they don't. Um, and that's okay. That's okay. But for those that have had time to recoup and learn and they were able to get back on the horse, brilliant. And for those that need to have more time, then take it. I think people, like we were saying before about people being embarrassed, like, oh, I just don't want people talking about it anymore. Well, then the best way is that you say thank you for your thoughts. I'm going through the process. Thank you so much. Or even to your team of like if you've got a, an office that's full of people, you're going to get sick and tired of people saying, oh, I'm sorry about your loss. I'm sorry that you had a 
you know, a relationship breakdown. I'm sorry that this happened. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. They don't need to be sorry. But it's that's what we do. We say sorry. We just say thank you. Just two words. Thank you. Or thank you for thinking of me. Because that's all it takes. And you don't need to say anything other than that. But if you wish to expand on your experience, then do it. Do you expect much back from them? Probably not. Because a lot of people, they'll say, sorry sorry about your loss or sorry that you had to undergo that. But then if you said, oh, so have you ever done this before? You watch them clam up because they don't want to talk about it. But they'll talk about a relationship, they'll talk about the chocolate, they'll talk about this, but they won't talk about death. Some will. But what's the difference? Difference is that the other items you can replace. You move on from that process. You go to the shop and buy a family block of chocolate. But when you lose someone, you're just losing their body. You're just losing their earthly body. You're not physically losing them as a soul. Something to, something to reflect on. So it's okay to be different. Because wouldn't it be boring if we were all the same? <laughs> yeah, we would be. How was your day? Good. How was your day? Yeah, good. Yeah, everything's same. Same. Yeah, same here. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's going to have different experiences. So what I want you to take away from today's episode is that it's okay to be different. If you've never experienced any form of physical grief, like in the loss of a loved one, then I hope this gives you some skill or ability to say that it's okay to undergo those steps if you know someone is not very well and isn't likely to live then I know you're going to be scared but go and talk to them tell them how you feel if they're if they're at that that space that you can because I'm sure they would want to know that you're not feeling the best but could you imagine what they're feeling? They're going to try to be as tough as they can because they don't want everyone else seeing them as being vulnerable. We know this process of passing is something that every single one on this earth, including animals and microorganisms and all sorts of everything on this earth, passes and and we can't get away from that we don't know when how why when whatever whatever that process we, we we just don't know some are tragic some are slow some are just 
there's, there's all different levels of, of this process. But it's okay to be different. It's okay to take longer. It's okay to not want to involve a lot of people because you feel all sorts of emotion. But any time after a funeral, and for those that have ever been through the loss and, and the feeling of that grief and go to a funeral and everything's sort of built up like bang, 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 up to this because everyone's around, everyone's doing jobs. Then, and then a week later, all of a sudden, everyone's gone. And it's like, okay, um, now I feel really rubbish because no one cares. It's not that they don't care, it's just for them, their life has gone back to normal. You're now taking a step to the left for a little bit. Life will keep streaming past you. You're just taking a little bit step to you you can still see life passing you. You can see that. It doesn't stop for nobody. But you've taken stage left. You're now bringing your thoughts together. And it will take the amount of time that is needed for you to then get back, step back onto the escalator and journey that same path with everyone else. But you think if you were walking into a shopping centre and if you knew exactly how those people were feeling, I reckon half would be feeling some form of grief about something. Now, that's just my research, okay? It's not, not textbook, but that, that would be just my, how I would feel when I walk into some places. I say, wow, that's just like, that's so heavy. Like, there's just something not right about this space. But I guarantee it, there would be 50% of those people around would be having some form of grief, be it whatever relationship, death, whatever. They're either soon to be going through it or are currently in it and they're all at different levels of that grief and healing process. Like we said about the doctor before, if you seek help there, but then, and I always say, you know, the medical field, that's where you need to reach out. But there is alternatives. There's meditation. You know, oh, I don't have time for that. Well, there's 24 hours in the day. Um, I'm sure there's at least five minutes in your day that you could spend. 20 minutes would probably be the ideal where you can sit or lay and take everything else out of your head. Allow the voice, be it through any of my meditation or through um, someone else's or and there's plenty online, okay? There's plenty of podcasts, plenty of meditation-type music or it doesn't even have to be guided. It can be just music. Any of that music for me brings out my creative side. It, I don't know, brings words to me. I don't know what it is, but it does. You know, here I am, youngish person and into that type of music. But it doesn't mean that I don't, I don't like the other genres. But um, but just 
Yeah, or, or even Reiki, go through that process or um, hypnotherapy. Anything that's triggered you, maybe, yeah, maybe just seek some alternatives. Anything's better than nothing. But if if all else fails and you think, yeah, I just need to go and at least get some sleep, then go and see your doctor. You know, don't feel bad about asking the doctor for for what, you know, talk to them what you want and they'll be able to guide you. So, um, yeah. So I hope, I hope that's helped you a little bit because, you know, such a broad subject or topic and healing in itself is, is you know, you could speak for days on that. Um, grief, yes, yeah, so many different layers to it. It's like an onion, you know. You just get, just cut off the ends and get under the skin and then, oh, geez, here's another one. Oh, here's another one. Here's another one, you know. But it's how you get through the process. If you can't get through one, then you can't move on to the next. And and so you want you want that journey to be as uh, easy for you as you possibly can. So um, I think I'm going to end there. You probably got enough information in your head now. Um, but I want to thank you for listening again to another one of our episodes of Let's Chat About Death. Um, and for those people that don't follow us on TikTok, it's uh, Brember Family Funerals on TikTok. Um, obviously, those that are listening to the podcast, you know that we've got other podcasts there as well or episodes there. Um, but we also have Let's Chat About Death uh, merchandise yes we do we've been asked uh, to bring out some merchandise hoodies and beanies and shirts and all sorts of really good things uh, coffee mugs and tote bags really love you to go and have a bit of a look so if, if you are on tiktok um, if you go to my bio at Brenba family funerals and there's a shopify account there or if you aren't on TikTok, then go to Shopify and put in Let's Chat About Death. Uh, and you will find our store there and buy away. Okay. Um, those that are on Facebook and Instagram, Brember Family Funerals once again. But thank you so much for all the love that you give us. Um, and we're so glad that you like our podcast. And um, if you have any topics that you wish for us to share then uh, reach out to us um, and uh, we'll try to do our best. Thank you very much. Until we talk again, bye for now.